Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes Please, and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however. It's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human erotic and sexual experience and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman and in my work I specialize in female sexuality and I work with women with pussies and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you and even though I'm an expert on this topic I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion not a must so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay hi and welcome again I'm delighted that you're here and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited because this is the first episode in my Positive Birth Story series. Yes! So a while back when I got pregnant and I announced my pregnancy to my newsletter list and to my audience, I invited people in my audience, in my community, to come on to the podcast and share about their positive birth story. Why? Because I'm dedicated to shifting the narrative around birth from fear-mongering to excitement, from curse to blessing, from negativity to positivity. We hear so many horror stories about birth, and in my opinion, we've heard enough. It's enough. Now let's shift the focus to what's possible in the positive realm when it comes to birth. It's so important that positive, empowered, uplifting birth stories are told and heard so we can learn to think about and give birth differently. It can feel amazing to give birth, while still, of course, being a really challenging experience. But it's possible to look forward to birth, to feel excited when giving birth, to have a positive birth, and even have pleasure and ecstasy and orgasmic feelings and sensations and be in that state during birth. And that's why I am creating and sharing this Positive Birth Story series with you so that you can change how you feel and think about birth if you're ever going to give birth in the future or send this to a pregnant woman, a friend of yours, and say, here, listen, rewire your thoughts and feelings around birth and it will be the greatest gift to yourself. So in today's episode, I've invited Matilda Leon to share about her birth. Matilda had a beautiful medicated hospital birth. 
where there was so much respect and warmth present from the team around her, the midwives, and her birth support, and she even experienced spontaneous pleasure and bliss while giving birth. Let Matilda's experience inspire you on what's possible to experience when giving birth, and especially when giving birth in the hospital. It definitely inspired me. Enjoy this beautiful conversation and Matilda's birth story. Welcome, Matilda. I am so excited to have you here, and I cannot wait to hear your birth story. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and for your generosity in sharing your birth story with us. Thank you. It's so nice to be here and, and be able to, to tell my story. Yeah. So let's dive in. I mentioned this before we started recording, but this is your like uninterrupted, uncensored, non-judgmental, 100% welcoming time and space to tell your story as you want to share it in your words, with your emotions, highlighting, emphasizing, you know, what was amazing and positive. Please don't hold back in terms of like how amazing or powerful or life-changing it was. This is not the space to be, you know, play small. This is truly the space to brag and be bold and celebratory of your experience, of what you achieved and accomplished and did in birth. So please just let that land inside of like, I don't have to censor myself in any way. I'll shut up and I'll let you tell your story. Thank you. <laughs> To begin with, I think we have to um, begin with the pregnancy. I was in maybe like the best mental state I've ever been in. I, I was not feeling very well in, in my body. I had a lot of pelvic pain. But what I did was I loved to spa. And I was at a spa maybe, well, at least maybe once a week, I think. And just treated myself. So to be able to understand my birth story, I think it's just have that in mind that I'm a spa and I'm a self-care queen. Uh -huh, <laughs> and, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And and I love water. Yeah. So that's two things. So yeah, let's just dive into to the birth story itself. Okay, so um, we set the stage. Matilda loves spa yeah. and water and the self-care queen. So now we know that. Now we mm. now we can like make sense of your story perhaps a little better. And that gives us the yeah. that framework to understand your story. Mm. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, so I was in week 41, 41 plus something. We were in, in the middle of a big move. We were moving to a bigger apartment. And I was very stressed at the moment. And I think... That's a big factor to why it didn't stop because I was not there. I was not ready to, to give birth, even if I, I thought I was, but my mental state of mind was somewhere else. So at week 41 something, my midwife was starting to like to talk a little about inducing, which I was not ready to do. I didn't want that. So we tried to do a couple, I think we did two membrane sweeps, which actually, I think it gave effect because I was, I was open, <laughs> I was actually open around four centimeters for a couple of weeks walking around with that. And my cervix was soft and basically ready. So my body was ready, but my head was not. And somewhere around when we got our bed ready and when we got our sofa ready at our new home, 
I started to feeling this mild contraction, not knowing because this is my first birth. And so not, you know, not knowing, okay, when is this for real? How should I think? How should I? Yeah. Where am I in the birth? So I was walking around with this mild contraction for maybe one week. They started in the evening and then I fell asleep and poof, they were gone. At around week 41 and six days, this is not precise, but somewhere around that. Every other night, they started again with my contractions. I tried to fall asleep, I remember, but but I just, I don't know if I somehow, okay, this is it, this is happening. I did not wake the dad. I, I didn't wake him because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still handling this myself. I took a shower in the middle of the night and, you know, just, okay, this is it. This is happening, I think. I didn't want to take anything for granted but I got some sleep there in between the contractions and, and the dad to the baby he actually went to work this morning at seven with me still like mm, okay this is starting to hurt a bit but okay just go to work <laughs> that's good at 11 I called my doula I needed to check in and sort of like I needed to hear from her I think that yeah you're right this is happening right now because I was not completely believing that myself, just because I have been going through this a week almost. So I didn't quite believe it. But yeah, so I called the dad. He came home and around one, I called to the hospital here in Stockholm and letting them know that I think this is happening now. Can I come in? And they were very warm in tone and yeah, just come in and we'll welcome you and do the checkup. One thing led to another. We called a granddad of the baby and he was able to give us a ride to the hospital. And I remember him when we were saying goodbye at the hospital. I remember him tearing up because he was also the one who was going to pick us up after the birth. And I remember that as such a like fine moment because I haven't seen him cry before but it was a it was a nice moment so we we came into the hospital and the most warm midwife ever (laughs) she gave me a vaginal exam and told me that okay you're open four or five centimeters and everything looks good but I think it's quite common that when you arrive to the hospital the contractions sometimes stop because you're in a new uh, environment and yeah, it's something new for the body and you have to let yourself give it some time and hopefully it will start again. So I was aware of this and I begged them to tap up some water in the, in the tub and uh, I climbed down to the tub and we put on some spa music and I, these battery candles and we hugged and we kissed. And I meditated a lot. And a couple of hours later, because the midwife also wanted to see that, okay, something is happening. This is not, it's not stopping. It's it's continuing the birth. So a couple of hours later, I think three or even four hours later, I came up to the bed and the midwife gave me another vaginal exam. And she was placing her hand on my knee and gave me like softest smile and with her warm voice she was like you're open six centimeters this is happening and you're this is your room now you will be staying here and this is where you will give 
but and I started crying. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, this is happening. We took some pictures. I still have these pictures. It was a Polaroid picture, and yes, we were staying, and this is around six in the evening. So a couple of hours later, and I called my doula, and she was maybe one hour away, coming right away. And when she came, she started to prep the room with, you know, these satellite lights. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Yeah, like a projector that that's like yeah. send little mm-hmm. stars and stuff into the ceiling, and like yeah. that kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so you're we're like in the, uh, like in universe. Yeah, I love that. We had another universe in the room. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so my doula came came to our room and she started to really prep the room with these uh, with a projector that showed the stars. Um, and we were like, yeah, in another universe in that room. Yeah, yeah. That was something, really. Yeah. Uh, we also have this affirmation card that I also had at home that she was putting all around the room so I can read it and and have that for myself since we already had that relationship it was just another person being there only for me like not not all about latest pm on the hospital or their routine and just someone there only for me who could focus on me and how did that make you feel having someone whose sole focus and emphasis was on you like what's the emotional tone that that provided for you the first word I could think of is safe yeah yeah safe and and empowered I would say beautiful and just the thing that I had four four hands on me massaging me at all time just that when do you have that in your life I don't know (laughs) exactly I mean who wouldn't want that outside of birth as well yeah Yeah, four dedicated Mm. hands touching you massaging Mm. you yeah telling me everything is fine this is just according to your plan oh beautiful yeah yeah Hi, love. I'm going to take a minute of your time and just let you know that you can download my free honeypot practice by clicking on the link in the show notes. The honeypot practice is one of my all-time favorite meditation slash visualization practices that has an immediate effect on making you feel like lit up and buzzing inside and in deep connection with your sexual organs. It's so, so, so delicious. It's a simple yet incredibly sweet and potent visualization for feeling a deep connection with your sexual organs. So download it, do it a few times, and reap the benefits. (laughs) Okay, back to the episode. So, yeah, so when when the doula came there, it was... I think this all, all around the envi- environment and the setting just changed. Things were getting more intense. Uh, and I started to, okay, the breathing is not really working for me anymore. The contractions, I felt like they, they don't ever stop, really. Things were getting more intense. And I, I asked the midwife for nitrous oxide. Yeah. Uh, and I started to breathe into that, um, finding the right technique and everything. And that, that, did something 
I liked it. Many women um, do. Yeah, it's an effective. Yeah. Yeah, it's an effective pain management. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. As long as you find the right te technique. And that, to be fair, that took some time. Yeah. To to find the perfect, like, okay, when, when will I breathe into this? Um, and the beautiful thing with this one was I was able to move it around the room. I could take it to the bath and I could take it to, yeah, wherever. Okay, um, amazing. Yeah. So that was also perfect. Also, in my birth letter, I didn't mention it, but I wrote specifically that I don't want any vaginal exam if it's not like medically. Like if it's not an indication. If it's not medical needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I remember at this point, I was like, okay, but I have been struggling so long now. I need to know how many centimeters am I dilated? So the midwife came and she did the vaginal exam and let me know that I was open eight centimeters. Yeah. And I was like, okay, mm, yeah, okay. This is exhausting. <laughs> it is. It's hard okay. work to give birth. <laughs> mm, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> but yeah, eight centimeters. And I was like, okay, that's good. But 10, I'm supposed to be open 10. <laughs> but I gave it a couple of hours more. Still a bit struggling with, with actually the pain at this moment. A couple of hours later, I once again asked the midwife to give me a vaginal exam, which she did. And I was still open 80 centimeters. And at that point, I knew that I think I'm way too tired for this. I cannot be continuing to doing this. And I remember that we were beginning to discuss this with a doula about rupturing the membrane. I knew that there was some risks doing this. I knew that the baby could get stressed. And I knew that I knew about the risk. But I also knew that if I didn't do this, I was maybe going to do an epidural or maybe I was going to ask them to help me sleep and maybe stop the whole thing so knowing that I'm still proud that that I asked them to do it yeah well it sounds like you made a really well-informed decision mm. and it was coming from your empowered centered decision making right you were the mm. center of your experience in that you asked for it you knew the risks you knew the benefits and you made an empowered, autonomous decision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what happened after yeah. they ruptured the, the membranes and how did it progress yeah. and unfold from there? <laughs> Things escalated quickly. <laughs> Just like <laughs> <Yeah>. I wanted. <laughs> yeah, you got what you wanted, Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it actually immediately, or as I remember it, immediately, yeah. the contractions just swapped. Yeah, they, they up. started to, mm -hmm, yeah, and immediately I started to, okay, I need to poop, like, now. <laughs> and the baby, you know, I felt it, I felt it in my bum. Really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did you actually need to poop? Bed. Or was it just a sensation, like, with the pressure and the baby switching and the pressure being so, yeah, did you go yeah, to the Yeah, a bit of poop happened, no, <laughs> no, yeah. I was still in the bed. Yeah. Um, laying like my doula was behind me, yeah. <laughs> giving me a massage where where the pressure was. Yeah, and then she was like, "Okay, here comes the poop. It's all normal, but here yeah. here it comes." Oh, um, beautiful! Mm, I didn't see it, but I know it happened. Yeah, and also the one thing that really changed was my voice. Mm. I started to make this 
cow sounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, you, if you get what I mean, it's like, mm, it was a force just yeah. coming out of me. And uh, yeah, directly from the poop, we went through the bath. This was also my biggest like concern that I wasn't gonna birth in water. As soon as I felt the urge to push, we moved to the bath. Mm. This was around one in the night, in the middle of the night. And I think the whole pushing stage took around two hours because I was very, very clear with that I wanted to breathe my baby out. This is also something that I used the affirmation cards just during the pregnancy, but also during the birth. That me and my babe are doing this together and I will I will help her to breathe, breathe her out during the contraction. So yeah, so I was standing in the bus. It was a very, very tiny, tiny bathtub. Standing on my knees, sort of like forward leaning with the midwife at my face and my partner at my my shoulder. And the doula in, in the corner of the room. And I started to push. I heard the midwife letting me know how to do it. I felt my partner's hand on my shoulder, massaging me. And the doula in the corner, I remember her her words. She was like, you're doing such a good job. You're so brave. Yeah, you can do this, basically. It was such a small room and all the beautiful moments. Yeah, what was the feeling tone of that? And what sensations do you get in your body now as you remember it? Just a warm and a warm sensation. And yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I'm actually speechless about this. I realize that now that, yeah, this was just such a beautiful, beautiful space and beautiful, beautiful energy in that room that it just left me speechless, really. Yeah. Mm. So... After a few pushes, my daughter's head was outside. And the midwife said to me that, okay, the head is out now. You can feel it with your hands. And at the beginning, I was like, mm, do I really want to feel a bit scary? Uh, but There's but an she, alien sticking she, out of my body. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I took my hand down there and I felt it. I felt wow. her tiny little... At that point, hairy head. She, she no longer has so much hair, but at that point, <laughs> she, it was hairy. <laughs> and and yeah, that that gave me some power. I mean, Fuck I was yes. like, okay, I'm a force of nature. Fuck <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm so glad that I, I took my hand down and I, I felt that. And I didn't even take my hand up. I was still holding her and holding her head. So what happened immediately after that was her body started to turn inside me. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. You could feel that. Yeah. Mm. You noticed that. Yeah. I felt it so much and I felt it in my clitoris as well. So I think as I was leaning a bit forward, her head came more closely to my clitoris than to my my nose. Yeah, yeah, my back, exactly. So I felt the sensations was was almost all around my clitoris, both inside and outside. Um, so that was I didn't orgasm, but it was close, I think. Mm-hmm. So you actually experienced a lot of pleasure, right? As mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, as she was, turning and especially and... as she was turning. 
especially at that moment. Wow. Yay. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for you. You got to experience (laughs) pleasure during birth. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yeah. Mm, It is. (laughs) Even at a hospital, even with a lot of people around me, I still was able to to get pleasure from that. Yeah. And your body just gave it to you. It wasn't like you were Mm -hmm. actively seeking it out or touching yourself. It was part of the birth experience. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what happened from here until she came out? Did that happen pretty fast or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as she was turning around, I started to feeling the contractions again. And I think at the next push, maybe two pushes. Yeah. She was out. Yeah. With the Me with too. the umbilical, oh, umbilical okay. cord around her neck. So I, I took her out from my vagina, but the midwife was quick as hell just unwrapping it. Yeah. Yeah. Unwrapping it around her neck, really. And and I got it to to my knee or to my chest. But I started to bleed a bit. So it was quite urgent for me to get up from the bath. But as I as they took me to the bed, I still got to land in that golden hour, as they call yeah. it. And really connecting with my daughter, even though a lot of things happened around me and they needed to control the blood flow. But but I still got to land in that. And I was I think I was a, a bit in in a bubble <laughs> from that. Yeah. Yeah, so you could mm. stay in that very special, like altered state of mind mm. and just focus on the bonding with your daughter who was on your chest, mm. skin to skin, while there was a little bit of activity around you, but kind of like out of focus in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They were a bit blurry, but I could see my daughter. Yeah, clear. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matilda, what a beautiful experience. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us and for being honest and transparent about your journey through birth and to having your baby on your body, outside your body. So you had a desire to give birth in water and you'd been using the spa and the water to self-care during your pregnancy. You mentioned that you felt your body was ready to give birth, but mentally slash emotionally, you weren't ready because of the external circumstances with moving and so you did those membrane sweeps and then as soon as you got the bed and the sofa in place in your new home your your body started (laughs) having mild (laughs) contractions isn't the body wise right like you Mm. didn't have a nest you didn't have a home and so it wasn't time to give birth no fascinating but on on the day it started to feel like it was happening truly happening you called your doula around 11 in the morning at 1 p.m. you called the hospital your partner and you were taken there by your lovely granddad who got really emotional dropping you off such a sweet moment it's so heartwarming when you see a grown old man get emotional right isn't it <laughs> it's so special and yeah and you received a really warm and welcoming reception and, and welcoming from the midwives or the midwife at the hospital. And you could get into the tub, put on your music, light some electronic candle lights. <laughs> and, and I love that you mentioned that you were hugging and kissing and meditating and really using sensuality and your senses to feel comfortable and like land and feel at home to familiarize yourself and feel comfortable and safe in this environment and you mentioned at 6 p.m there was that defining moment when the midwife did a vaginal exam and confirmed that you're six centimeters open 
this is truly happening. You're staying here. You're not going anywhere. And that was a, a powerful moment for you. Yeah. And then your doula arrived and she made the space even better with the projecting starlights and bringing your affirmation car and just like providing that space and that emotional space. And you mentioned feeling really safe and empowered by having her there, focusing solely on you and four dedicated hands, touching you, massaging you, focusing on you, supporting you like the birth queen that you were. And at some point a little later, the pain got too intense. So you asked for, for that gas, that breathing gas. And it was a very positive experience for you once you'd got the technique right. And it was also great because it allowed you to move around so you didn't have to be static in the bed. And birth progressed, but you were getting exhausted and you started struggling with the pain. And you asked for a couple of vaginal exams to see. Again, like it was coming from you. I'm really hearing mm -hmm. that this is a, yeah. a very key experience for why it was so positive and empowering for you is that most of these things were things that the thing the medical like interventions or the medical examinations were things that you asked for yourself and you were making informed decisions and it was something that you knew you know you knew the risks you knew the benefits and you made the decision so you felt in power and so you asked to have your membrane ruptured and that boom kicked things into the next gear and then having that experience of pooping. And I love that you mentioned that because so many women are so afraid. Oh my God, I'm going to shit myself as if that's the worst thing that could ever happen. And, you know, I, I don't teach Tantra really, but I am familiar with Tantric approaches and Tantric understandings. And one thing that I love about the Tantric tradition is that they say there's consciousness in everything all parts of you even your poop is sacred and so that was part of your sacred birth experience mm -hmm. your body needed to release that and that's okay do not make a big deal about it and your doula handled that so beautifully as well and you mentioned your voice changed as birth progressed turning into that primal guttural of like mammalian sound and you notice that so powerful so amazing then you got back into the tub because you wanted to give birth in baby and in the bathtub you spent about two hours pushing and you touched your baby's head when she had crowned when the head was out really connecting with her feeling so powerful experienced wonderful clitoral sexual pleasure during birth completely spontaneous and then you birthed your baby in the tub like a queen yeah mama like a queen <laughs> well done well done. I have chills running up and down my entire body with just that, feeling that miracle. My eyes are tearing up. I am so in awe of you and your experience and your achievement and so happy that we can share this beautiful, positive hospital birth experience. Like you said, it felt like it was such a beautiful energy. It was so special. It was like my little universe, my my space. And it's amazing that we can create, cultivate and have those experiences in the hospital setting and also have, you know, ask for and receive medical intervention and help that makes the woman, the birthing woman feel like she's truly helped and sustained and supported by it. And that's a very important message to give to women, that this is possible. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Now, I would love to hear, to wrap up, 
What would you say to a woman who is going to give birth in the future, especially if she's desiring a hospital birth? What would what message do you want to give her? What wisdom do you have to offer her? There is so much to say about that, but I'm gonna wrap it up quick. Yeah, sorry, that's a big <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. But I would say informed choices. We were, you were mentioned it earlier, but informed choices is super super important. And since it's a hospital birth, read a little bit about the hospital guidelines and routines that they have. Maybe on exactly that hospital that you're planning on giving birth at. Yeah. And also about preparation, meditate, get in tune with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the main like preparation that you did? Yeah. Really getting in touch with your inner self through meditation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that was the biggest preparation. I was using hypnobirthing and orgasmic birth as the main, main sort of two things. But but yeah, I, I was meditating every every single day during the pregnancy. Beautiful. Oh, I am delighted for you. So, so, so happy for you and the experience that you were able to give yourself and have. And so, so, so proud of you for whatever it's worth. <laughs> I hope you're so, so, so proud of yourself. I am hearing that in your words. You yeah. mentioned it, but yeah. You get to celebrate yourself and be so proud of, of how you birthed your baby and yourself as a mother. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm sure it will serve so many women listening to this. Thank you, Matilda. Thank you so much. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.